Hey everyone, my name is Jennifer Chung, and I'm here with Adon Bean at 4th District for the set list. I was young, I was filled with fire. Smoke was just getting higher. Fell hard. This episode of The Setlist is brought to you in part by We Society, apparel, merchandise, and inspiration to change the world. Get 10% off any order at weapparel.co by using the code 4th District. That's F-O-R-T-H, District. Connect with We Society at weapparel.co to inspire bold action, united, together, resolved. We are the ones we are waiting for. We Society. Greetings, 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 good people. My name is Adon Bean. We are back for a third episode of this season of The Set List, and I am super excited, happy, overjoyed, elated. Insert all the other adjectives that the sources can teach us. Uh, I am just super, super amped that um, I have this. The guest that I have sitting in front of me um, for this episode, which is uh, my homie and my good friend and uh, soon to be your good friend, jennifer chung hello hello thank you so much for having me (laughs) absolutely no we are super excited um you are like um we're fans of you around here you are like fourth extended family i feel like just because uh we have so many multiple connections and things like that but um overall i'm just really excited that like um when artists do dope things and like we get the opportunity to highlight them here and so you uh have done have been doing dope things but one of the dope things that you've done is this most recent uh mini album yes called after all (laughs) absolutely so um if someone were to get it like an elevator pitch of jennifer chung what would you tell them about you yeah, sure. So I first and foremost, you'll see me and you'll notice I am a Korean American. That's true. That's definitely something you'll notice first. But Absolutely. I actually come from a family of artists. And I know that's not a narrative that Asian Americans get a lot. But my mom was a dance teacher. and My dad was a comedian turned musician. So I definitely had a different upbringing. Yeah. And I grew up in the arts and it almost was to the point where I didn't really want to pursue it because mm. I know how hard it was. Yeah. But I think that's what's help me stay grounded is just remembering that you can't do it for the money you really have to do it because you love it and because you have a purpose for it mm-hmm. and i grew up in the bay area born in korea born born in korea raised in the bay area nice uh grew up in college going to school at um in southern california and married a guy who grew up in georgia so <laughs> i moved here four years ago and yeah. um i i basically was able to start a community of supporters um thanks to youtube yeah. and that was 10 years ago that's so crazy mm-hmm. one i'm super excited about this i was excited about the interview already but i'm excited now because i've known you for going on four years yeah. now like honestly <laughs> since you met your husband around that time and i'm still i'm like i'm learning these things as you're talking so it's super excited about all this you have um yes you definitely have this like this uh acclaim that came out of youtube uh and but like 
so with that though i think you just have fans that span across the globe that's really dope i mean i think that's the beauty of the internet and yeah. i know the internet gets a lot of flack because there are a lot of awful things there but that's the world right <laughs> like people the world. yeah the world in general <laughs> but i think if you can utilize social media and yeah. the internet positively right there's so much great impact that you can make super. and it'll also make a great impact on you yeah that's super dope and like it's cool because you um like you've, you've named out all of these various geo geographic locations, but you've been able to foster this community wherever you've been, apparently, like, which is super dope. Like, did you outside of your husband, who else did you know in Atlanta when you got here? So technically we had one mutual friend. OK. And I met him because we did the singing show. OK. And we met in Korea. Well, first we met in New York and then we got close in Korea. Mm -hmm. And in Korea was when I started talking to my husband. Gotcha. We, we started talking because of Instagram. What? But he had found me originally on YouTube. OK. So I had no friends with him besides that one mutual friend. Yeah. And when he he was like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. And when a, when a brother says like he's a good guy, then I have to trust it. Absolutely. And here man, I am. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, like it's one, it's just amazing and dope. Like when you have a reputation like your like your husband, who I've gotten the opportunity to work with. He's a goodie. Um, yeah. Like you just have a reputation that precedes yourself. So no one's like saying anything terrible about him. Like you <laughs> ask about him and you're just like, oh, no, he's a good dude. Like that's the first thing. Um, two, uh, for those uh, single listeners out there, it can go down in the DMs in a great way. You can yeah. find your wife or your husband in the DMs. Um, just don't be terrible as a human no, being. No, don't be terrible. And honestly, the way that you present yourself online, <laughs> right. hopefully it's like a real reflection of who you are. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Absolutely. But um, And so fast forward, we are now in 2017. Uh, you've been here in Atlanta, but you you have a pretty uh comprehensive and exhausted like you travel as well too like you said you just got back from la not too mm -hmm. long ago for a gig right yeah that's the beauty of it is that i can go back to the bay area or socal and have my communities there mm -hmm. and now i can say i have a community in atlanta yeah um, but i got to do my uh, mini album release show there because right. i just had one in atlanta too yes um so it was great to go back home and be like oh i'm still out here <laughs> doing music <laughs> super fresh yeah i definitely was i was super happy that i was able to be at the um be at the atlanta yes, release thank gig you so much show. For coming oh out. absolutely i wouldn't have missed it and um so it was super dope even to see like that huddled pack of community that you know, filled in uh, uh, Gaja, um, mm -hmm. uh, Korean bar in East Atlanta. And yes. um, and it was just packed full of like, and the thing is, it just was like a beautiful representation of like a diverse community of people like black, white, Korean. It just didn't matter. Just everyone coming and uh, almost like a campfire around the music that you were presenting. And so that was super dope. I was just, I was really excited and really happy for you. Thank you. It was definitely a more intimate take to my album mm -hmm. um, because it is more produced. Yeah. And just being able to do an acoustic version at one of our favorite restaurants. Yeah. Um, and being with the people that we love most, it, it meant a lot. Man, and that's cool. And I don't want to uh, belabor the point because we got to talk about this good music. So I realized that some of people out here um, are familiar with you um, and so this is a reintroduction for some but there are others plenty of others who 
uh, well, this will be their first time hearing about you and first time experiencing your music. And so what we like to do here on the set list, as, as I say all the time, is we like to introduce uh, your favorite artists by uh, them talking about their favorite music, like music that touched them, music that inspired them. But because I think that there will, we will be introducing you to more than a few fourth district listeners and fans, um, I want to start with your record uh, in the first song on your album called a thousand times um we're gonna play a little bit of it and then i'll have you talk to to me a little bit about that all right okay you've changed a thousand times you will a thousand more no matter who you are you'll always have a Blood boils in the pot of contempt It gets hard to forget all the things that were said It drives us all to the edge Break down these bent dark clouds overhead But is it fair just to hold our tongues when we know Ladies and gentlemen, that was a thousand times off of the mini album. After all, uh, available all the places that good music is available uh, online, everywhere. Um, you can definitely on your site. Can they order from your site? Or yeah, just... they can order uh, physical copies from the site. Gotcha. But it'll also have like the links to all the good places. You absolutely, can go. absolutely. But man, a thousand times. Um, I think it's really important to like have a song that captivates the audience initially, and so that they are like they're primed to hear what else is going on. And like, I think from the opening lines, you've changed a thousand times, you'll change a thousand more. No matter who you are, you'll always have a home. Like when you recorded this, did you know that this was gonna start the project or did this did that come later in the sequencing? So this song was actually the first song that I had finished technically like the first half of it like years ago. Okay. And I just never got to really completing it. Yeah. So it's funny because the song has also changed many times <laughs> in terms of how it melodically goes. It's meta. Which, yeah, go. <laughs> which is why if you listen to the song, the, you know, beat changes, it goes from a ballad sounding EDM song to a pop song to like some like trap beats in a way. Yo. So that is a I, I, but perfect like perfect <laughs> representation of Jennifer Chung. Thank yeah. you. Just just to be, you know, keeping your feet, like, you know, keeping yourself on your toes. Absolutely. And I think that's how relationships should be. Mm. When we get too comfortable, like yeah. it's good to be with people who make you comfortable. Sure. But don't stay too comfortable where you're not ready for change. You're not ready to go Absolutely. and make things work. So um, when we finished the song, it just seemed like a good intro mm -hmm. just because it's the most confusing anyway. <laughs> but, but, you know, if you can accept the confusing, you can have all the other goodies, too. Absolutely. And I think what's great about it is that in addition to uh, what you said that uh, that it's helpful to understand that about relationships in terms of like people who, you know, kind of keep you on your toes where you feel. But I think it's also helpful, which comes out in the lyrics of the song, is that like you feel like it's a safe space that you can grow. And, you know, the person that you the person you were, you know, five years ago isn't the same person you are now, even though, you know. And so I think that it's really dope that like that line of no matter where you no matter who you are, you'll always have a home. Um, so, 
you're saying that this is essentially a song that was has been around for a little bit of time just in different iterations right and we found it here um on after all um talk to me about the production who 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 was behind the production for this yeah so there's an amazing singer songwriter producer named sam ock who is originally from maryland but he moved to atlanta too and my husband jules and i uh, we got together with their camp which is good fruit Mm. and we started this uh, show called Flipside, which yes. we've had a couple of already, and it's really we are all Asian Americans mm-hmm. uh, that are trying to find our place in Atlanta. Yeah, and actually, Atlanta has the second most Koreans in the United States now. We just beat out New York. Wow! But there is still like a sense of segregation in all races mm-hmm. in Atlanta. There's so much diversity, but I get it. Like it's really comfortable to be with people who look like you. But the goal is to expose people that we do exist. And you know what? Like, we also have talent, too. Absolutely. And to be able to... And that's why it's Flipside, where we are the headliners, where we're Asian Americans. But the goal is to make it more diverse in the future. But just to prove to others we have a show, we have talent to showcase. Yes. Um, But that's how we got linked with Sam Ock. And I've been a fan of his music for years and... Um, he's actually an amazing jazz artist oh, okay. specifically. That's mm-hmm. what he studied too. Um, but we got together and we made this together. Yeah. So the way that I tend to write is I'm, I've learned recently it's called that I'm a top liner. Okay. So I'll write all the lyrics from beginning to end and I have the melody already. So I'll record that. And usually if I don't accompany myself with guitar, then I can sing it to another artist who is either a guitarist or a producer and they'll make the beat around that or, you know, they'll have the beat and the melody and I'll try to write around that. Got you. So that's exactly how we worked. That's beautiful. No, and that's that's wonderful because that was one of my um, upcoming questions actually was about your your writing process and how those things come about for you because you don't know sometimes people um they get them they get uh they get the music and the melody dictates what they write you know sure. the, the the sound or the feel or whatever but it is kind of interesting especially in collaborative works right when you have someone that you're able to build a musical rapport mm-hmm. with um what was that like connecting with Sam like you said you were a fan of his mm-hmm. before you ever got to meet or before you started working on the project, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did it, was it like kind of an effortless you guys coming together and, and working or did it take some growing pains? What was that like? You know, it was pretty effortless. Yeah. Um, we're both Christians and mm-hmm. every session started with us just praying that God would use the mm-hmm. music that we created. Mm-hmm. And whenever we had opinions of what we wanted, yeah. we really just trusted it. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, that's not what I wanted. It was just, okay, let's give it a go. Word. And I think he and I could vibe and just be like, okay, that worked or that didn't. Yeah. And he's also a great vocalist. So um, it was really cool working with him as a producer. Cause a lot of times I've worked with producers where they, they hear it in their head that they can't exactly explain what they want, but he could vocally <laughs> say what he wanted me to try. Sure. And also I could, be realistic with him be like you know i can't do that (laughs) so it's been nice to communicate that easily but trust is the biggest thing sure i know that he had a good ear and i know that he knew what i was capable of and even pushing me to things that i maybe wouldn't have tried that's what's up well we're gonna talk some more about sam a little later when we can talk about collaborations on the project because he makes an appearance as well Mm -hmm. um but um in line with that you know like i said up the set list we like to talk about influences and talk about like what 
what's so off what's so awesome when you do get to talk about your influences is you can kind of see sometimes like the fingerprints that those artists have on you as a performer or you as an artist themselves and so i am curious you know when we talk about a set list when we talk about a set a lot of times we want to open up our set in a galvanizing way or in a way that at least commands people's attention um and we talk about that with set lists we talk about that with track lists which we talked about with this song a thousand times if you had to think about a song an opening song off of an album uh, that just kind of speaks to you. And again, this might not be your most, your favorite, but it's just one where you were like, man, when I heard that song, I was in. Like, I wanted to hear what else this album was going, what this album or EP was going to bring to me. What comes to mind for you in terms of an, uh, uh, you know, a powerful intro or a powerful opener song? Sure. I would say that someone who has a huge influence on me that I don't necessarily bring up as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, undoubtedly, it's Jason Mraz. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his first debut album, Waiting for My Rocket to Come, mm-hmm. there's a song called You and I Both. Yeah, And it's nothing crazy. Like It's not like an overly produced song, but he is an amazing singer. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people realize that, but he can fill the sky. Yeah. Um, and just as soon as he starts singing, there's productions, nothing crazy. But his vocals just pierce through and you can hear like the clarity of his voice, meaning the story can be told. And that's that's what really captured me. Absolutely. That is that is super um, important. And um, and it's dope. I like that. Like when we you know, when we talk to these artists, I love it when you get um, get people that others haven't mentioned, you know, before. <laughs> and so uh, definitely want to talk about uh, Jason Mraz. Uh, you and I both. Yes. We're going to play that a little bit. Oh, taking your advice and I'm looking on the bright side and balancing the, the whole thing. Oh, but it oftentimes those words again. That was Jason Mraz, you and I both. Um, super, super dope. And I think that um, I think that it's really cool that, like you said, like it kind of just... Uh, emotionally it, it it grabs you immediately like it really does you know start from the top down and i'm sure that just for the rest of the places he takes you for this project where you're curbside profit and absolutely zero and all of these songs like it's just absolutely it zero starts- is the jam <laughs> like no joke he like sings his heart yeah. out oh goodness that's super super dope super fresh um yeah, moving things along uh you know we like to talk um in sets oftentimes about like what would be essentially kind of called like the crowd pleaser, right? Like these are songs that, um, you know, uh, that I guess the best way to describe it oftentimes is sometimes you have works that are per that, that the audience themselves will tell you they like, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they will dictate it as well. And so, um, what I like to ask artists in situations like this is like to think back to those times when they themselves were in the crowd, right? They, them, you yourself, we often find ourselves as artists on stage and, and we know what it's like to, um, put together shows. And I don't know if you feel this way, Jen, but like sometimes it's hard to like go to shows and turn off the artist side of things. Like I'll like you go to a show and you're just like, you're, you're kind of like evaluating everything, not even on like some judgmental things, but just on some, like you, you kind of know what it's like to be up there performing and you put yourself in the shoes of the performer a lot of times. But I like to think about those times when, you know, the music, when it's good and when the artist is good and when that connection's happening, 
it kind of supersedes that a lot of times it breaks through that. And, you know, we talk a lot of times, sometimes this happens at church as well, too. Where like you'll go to church and you're just like, you, you kind of, it, it takes a while for like the spirit to get through and you just kind of break through and you're like, okay, I'm here now. Yeah, like I'm fully present. present. Yeah, yeah. Fully present. Um, so I'm curious about like, what's, you know, for you, what's a live show that you went to that you were just like, man, that was, I don't even have words like that. Mm. Just that blew me away. Or I just, or it could be something I wasn't expected to be touched that way, but it just, it hit me in a way that, you know, um, kind of like reset my, my week or my month or my year or my life, you know, what's the best live show experience that, that you can think of for yourself? I feel like I'm very blessed to see very great artists perform. Word. So this is very difficult. I understand. Because I could go on and list. But <laughs> I think it's so funny. I went to go see Sarah Barella's perform mm. in L.A. And it was, even though it was a huge venue, she still made it very intimate. And her encore performance, what she did was she pretty much sang her song Gravity acapella. Wow. And I think that gave me permission without you know me asking for permission <laughs> yeah. that I could do that too. And because first and foremost, I consider myself a vocalist, a singer first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so important to say I'm a singer than songwriter mm. because music is what led me to words. Wow. Um, and sometimes music says things that you know you can't find the words for. Yeah. And just hearing her captivate the audience with her voice alone gave me permission because a lot of my insecurities come from me not being the most musical savvy person when it comes to music theory. That was the worst grade I got in class really? for college. Mm -hmm. And me playing guitar, it's super whack. Like I just play enough <laughs> to write, start writing a song, but I'm not trying to play and sing at the same time. I know my gifts got you. and I know that I'm meant to be a, like a, a person of community, <laughs> but just to be able to captivate an audience with your voice and your message. Yeah. That's what it's about. Man, let me play a little bit of here. Uh, this is, I don't, this is not the acapella version, but we can listen to a little bit of Sarah Brown's. Something always brings me back to you. It never takes too long. No matter what I say or do, I still feel. It's a heart. It's a heartbreaker. It, oh man, yeah. It takes me back. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious! What's so crazy is I remember it was when was that? That was probably the first I ever heard of her. It was like six or seven years ago, probably. Yeah. Um, and um, someone had told me about like, oh, you should check out. You know, you should check this girl out. And I was just like, oh, okay, I will. And it was kind of like that. I'll get around to it type thing. And I remember I listened. First time I listened, I was like, oh, this is I was like, this is good. But I kind of I just wasn't in the headspace for it. I was just like from an objective position. It was like it, it, this is good. Like it's flawless voice and lyrics and production and all of that. And then it was something like I'm really big on like like the weather can dictate like how I feel yeah. about music. And like mm -hmm. there was some day where it was just overcast and something <laughs> and I like put it on and all the thug tears on my face. Like I was like, this is so super is so dope. Like she's incredible. She definitely wears her heart on her sleeve mm -hmm. and like shares that heartache. Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I'm curious about, um, a song off of, off of your album, uh, your mini album. Let me be clear. Okay. <laughs> uh, after all, 
Um, I want to talk about this song Recluse that shows up um, because uh, it's I, I it follows it's, it's the second song on the on the, on um, on the project. But um, I really I really loved, you know, kind of what we saw again with the lyrics where it's like I've been away for so long. Um, I don't know where I belong. And, and it's interesting because I feel like with kind of you sharing even a little bit of your story, I feel like even off of the first two songs, like you have this there's this yearning that shows up in the, in the lyrics and in the song about like for home and for like finding a place that you can call, you know, your own and that fostering that community essentially, um, which I think is an interesting thing, but as you make your way through the project and where things end up. But, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, Korea and the Bay area and Southern Cali and Atlanta now, um, it's just really, you know, it's it's an interesting through line that I find throughout your work, at least at least currently on this project. And uh, and I don't know, I just I I th- I I'm I don't even know if it requires a response, but it's just something that I thought of when I was listening to your project. And like if if you've felt like it's been if that has been a part of your life, finding a place of acceptance and love. Yeah. I mean, I think, okay, so from my first album, there's a song called Common Simple Beautiful. I think that's the song that my supporters, anytime I do a show, that's the song they want me to sing. Mm. And it is Mm -hmm. not a difficult song to sing, Mm -hmm. but it was the first song I wrote after, it was a, I wrote it after my first year of college. Okay. So it was about the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the song resonated with a lot of people that weren't from the Bay. And okay. I didn't know that that would happen. I thought it would actually limit my audience because I'm straight up talking about BART, which is the <laughs> Bay Area Rapid Absolutely. Transit. Yes. <laughs> but a lot of people have told me how much that song comforted them or they listen to it when they miss home. Let me play a little bit of yeah, that just so yeah. we can get into that. Don't you agree when they all say where the heart is But do you see With every step that you take You get further away From where the heart is It's so easy To be blinded And caught up Up in the simple beautiful so yeah so i could definitely see like it like you said it's it sounds at least lyrics alone sound hyper local you know in a sense of like oh i'm talking about very specific things but it's it's fascinating how like kind of being specific almost opens you up in ways like people are able to find their story yeah because i'm I'm trying to draw a picture of Mm -hmm. the memories that play in my mind and so with recluse the reason why it was important for me to write it is there's actually no there's no solution. I never really say, okay, now I know where I belong. I don't, okay? Like, I feel like I have an identity crisis, but only because I ha- I leave my heart everywhere. Like, mm. it's in the Bay, it's in Korea, it's in LA, it's yeah. in Irvine, it's yeah. in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And it's, but also as a believer, I don't belong here. 
I will const- I will like constantly try to find a place where I feel like I'm really, really at home. But until I go to heaven and I'm with Jesus, like it's going to be this crazy search for it. But there is beauty in everywhere I go to because God is everywhere, too. Amen. Let's play a little bit of recluse here. So long. So long. Yeah. Turn my back on the things I knew. Fell in love and all it got me confused. I was young, I was filled with fire. The smoke was just getting higher. Fell hard, I was hurt and bruised. It was at this time that I became recluse. The cards were dealt and I played. Broke the rules so I couldn't stay. <laughs> no, super, super dope. I mean, I think um, I, I just I love I love the way that that comes out in your story. Um, that is something that's been impacting my work personally a lot. Is just that idea of of home and what it means and what it doesn't mean for us, and and um, and kind of being like the sojourners that that the scripture talks about often, like about everything not being exactly quite right here on this Mm -hmm. side of heaven. So um, I think it's just a beautiful and artistic way to kind of speak to all of that. And I see like even kind of just the the maturation and things from four years and counting to uh, your previous project uh, to what we have now with After All. And um, yeah, production crazy, super dope. He's so talented. Yeah, Sam, you're so talented. He's in Korea right now, actually. Is he? Yeah. Man, I don't know if we have any Korean people in Korea listening, but if you are, um, hug that man on behalf yes, of fourth. District. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which though, um, another part of the set that we have is sometimes you're doing a song, doing your performance and you're like, Hey, I need some help with this next one. I would like to bring in, uh, my friend such and such fill in the blank. And you do a special, you have a special guest. You do a collaboration. You do something along those lines. And we've been talking about this man, um, for most of this, uh, for a lot of this uh, episode, uh, Sam Ock, he shows up on this next song called I Know I Should Call. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about this. How did this come about? Yeah, so, I mean, originally it was just gonna be me, mm-hmm. but there is that thought when, when you're in an argument. So I Know I Should Call is pretty much saying, hey, I know that I should call that person and apologize, tell them I love them, tell them I'm sorry. But the funny thing is, I think in most relationships that are healthy, the other person is thinking the same which is why it was essential for him to be that other voice at the very end. Yeah. Um, but it could be about anybody. It doesn't have to be about your like significant other or the opposite sex. Yeah. It could definitely be about your family member or just like a homie that you absolutely kind of got into tiff with. But um, yeah, I wanted him to come in and sing. He has like a very smooth voice and we needed it to be featured in one way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I know I should call featuring Sam. I 
should go before I regret it all. I know I should go before I regret it all. I know that I should, I should, I should, I should. I know that I should. I know that I should go before I regret it all. Yes, that is I know I should call off of After All the mini album by Jennifer Chung featuring Sam Ock. It's so Sam Ock, it's so dope because um I remember hearing this live and uh at the at the release and um I definitely thought of like two people that I need to call <laughs> that I just <laughs> have been putting off not calling and I'm sure like you said in every healthy relationship in healthy relationships you can see that like it's likely mutual, you know, mm-hmm. in those cases they're thinking. And the you same probably thing. think about it at different times. True. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure when I call him, he's gonna be like, Yeah, I meant to call yeah. X amount of times and yada yada yada. So, um, but you know what? Not to be outdone, this was not the only guest that you had on your project. Oh no, it was not. <laughs> not at mm-hmm. all in the least. Matter of fact, you showed up with visuals for this one as well, too. Yeah. All of this happened, cars breaking down and whatnot. Uh we will we will put a link to uh, the video um, um, on the on our page, but um, you had uh, a man that uh, you went and said you're going to do this whole life thing with mm-hmm. on the, on, mm-hmm. on on the album. Uh, the good homie, the super talented MC producer, visual everything like he's just he's a true renaissance man absolutely absolutely that's the man i marry <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely we're talking about the good sir jules um i've had the wonderful pleasure of working with him um uh mutual a bunch of times and um on a top on a bunch on top of just being super gifted and talented on all of those things he's also just like a giving person and a mm-hmm. kind person and will will do his best to to help you know to help you in your in whatever you're trying to get done um man so like but how is it for you to sometimes you know romantic partnerships don't always like translate to creative partnerships like oh no it does not <laughs> it does not so i mean there's a reason why i didn't come out with an album for four years <laughs> even though we've been married right 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 yeah but i mean but i feel like what we see here is a beautiful representation of you guys and your work together i'm gonna play a little bit of it and yeah. then i want to ask you some questions or i want to hear from you about how this came about so the song is called broke featuring jewels With a lot of money, and even if they had it, oh, no, it don't mean no. I'm talking patience, even when I'm complaining. Someone good at explaining what it is a feeling. I'm sick of playing all of the games, and you seem like the type to understand what I like, boo. Understand that I like you Understand that I'm down to Stay with you When you came in my life I knew you were the one You 
just for fun Made sure that I was yours, got married in four months We still out here, now it's four years, I'm saying We were broke, well, we're still broke but never broken Flashy things can get distracting from what's happening Without them we're still happy Rapping for sway Every single day the dream replaced So I started to pray Lord show me the way So all of this pain won't come to my grave Please, God. And in the most random way We started to chat on January 8th yeah. Night turned to day And we stayed awake and never took a break Didn't play it safe We traded secrets our great escape Out of this world I shouted on top of the mountains for her no diamonds and pearls, but I cashed in my blessings. I counted for this girl. Like quarters flipped in the fountain of youth. I wish to live forever, must have came true. Through our memories, our blood, sweated tears, and all our paid dues. It ain't a perfect picture, and Photoshop ain't in our nature. But we still out here, and it's four years, I'm saying. We were broke. Well, we're so broke, but never broken. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was Broke featuring Jules off of the After All mini album by Jennifer Chung. Man, so um, I've known this man for a little bit of time. He's a great dude. You've known him longer than I have. I have, I have, but we didn't get married because it wasn't legal here in Georgia. I tried. No, um, but no, shout out to uh, to Jules. Super talented. It's amazing, 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 amazing dude. Um, but tell me about this particular song. Like when you set out to make the the entire project, did you know you were going to have him on something or did this, did the, how did this come about, I guess? I mean, definitely. When I... I'm telling you, because my parents were artists, I told myself I was not going to marry an artist. Nope. <laughs> but the Lord was like, oh, you think you get to decide. <laughs> but, you know, I married him and he's so talented and there was no way I wasn't going to have him on the project. Yeah. And we also have our own duo that we have called Watts. That's right. And Watts stands for We Are The Songs because yes. although my name is Jennifer Chung, when I married Jules, his last name is Song. That's so I literally <laughs> became a song. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So we're known as Watts. <laughs> but yes. um, he has his own solo project as Jules. This is my solo project as Jennifer Chung. So yeah. I had to have him on. Um, but this song came about because, you know, when we got married, it was hella bootstrap and we didn't have anything, but it became everything. And I think when I hear couples say, oh, we can't get married because we don't have the money yet or we can't get married because we're just not where we where we should be financially i'm like no it's not that you can't it's that you don't want to because mm. we wanted to yeah. even though technically we shouldn't <laughs> according to the world yeah and things have worked out um but i was inspired because now that i'm you know, we've been married a while. A lot of my friends are getting married now too. Mm -hmm. And they have these like crazy ass weddings and it's like <laughs> yeah. so nice. And right. you know, it makes you think like, Oh, should I have done that? Like, did I <laughs> actually miss out on having a wedding like mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. Not that I could afford it, but <laughs> that's why it makes you think like, Oh, did I go about it wrong? Or yeah. like, Oh, look how great this day is. But like, I don't know their marriage. I don't know what it's going to be like after this day. Not at all. And I don't know what stresses they went through trying to plan it, but it was just a reminder and an encouraging song to people. Like we were broke. Well, we're still broke, <laughs> but never broken. Yeah. No. You know? And, um, I think when we were able to come together, it was cool. Cause it, it is also like a little pin on where we are right now right. so that we could look back on it and say, 
hey, like, it's okay. Like, we, we're going to make it. Absolutely. No. And I, yeah, the, the line, like, we're, we're broke, but we're not broken. Like, I just, one, it's a mantra. You know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah, I could get a tattoo of that, essentially. Low key now, <laughs> low key now like, people randomly text that to me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but no, I think everything you're saying is, is right on point. Like you said, you don't, you know, where we often they talk about this all the time, like we often are seeing the highlights of people's lives mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily know what's going on on the back end and, and, and you know, all the work that's going in to present that picture perfect yeah. view. And um, and like you said, like there, you know, during the you know, you guys did take that step. Um, there's a lot of specifics in this song. You know Very I mean? specific. <laughs> and again, I was like, this might be something that people want, might not vibe to because we were literally like January 8th, <laughs> got married within four months. Now it's been four years, <laughs> you know, like yeah. super specific. Absolutely. But no, I think again, I think that that uh, it speaks to uh, the genuine nature of both of you guys. And it, and it and I think that, yeah, it's you all are as advertised. You know what I mean? Like it is like we are giving you our hundred, like the real authentic selves in this music. And, um, and that's super, super dope and admirable. And, and it's beyond that. It's a bop. Like, it's just, it's a vibe. Like we like Man, that production to though. I'm saying like he made a really great, and you know what? He's a magician. We'll Cause he actually, it. he actually took one of my songs from my first album okay, and took a clip of it. So when you hear that, interesting, that's like me singing in another song. I'm Crazy. not going to tell you what. Yeah, okay. You're going to have to listen to the first album, y'all, and <laughs> like back. try to find it. Absolutely. But he's a genius because that's like the part that like really pops in the song. Yeah, yeah. Free no. Sam Ock. <laughs> a wizard of the highest order. Um, man, super, super dope. Man, we're making our way through this project. I, but, you know, in the way that you and your husband, your talented husband came together for this, um, and I do think it sings, it pops, like, as well as the I Know I Should Call with Sam. Um, what, for you, out there, what are some famous or some uh, an amazing collaboration that you heard that, like, kind of struck you where you were just like, one, either I didn't expect that, or two, like, it is as dope as I thought it would be, like, uh-huh. hearing these two artists together. What's, like, one of your favorite collaborative works by, you know, two artists? A, a song or an album, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. What? When you believe. What? You know why? Because you know that they're divas. Yes. But they came together for this song, <laughs> and they made it work. And they worked it man and as vocalists and as women it's so important that we empower each other all facts and i feel like the fact that they got together to do the song that is very inspiring and encouraging yeah i mean they they showed up they showed up Yo, what's so crazy is like this was also like peak prime for like Mariah and Whitney. And you know what? A lot of females don't collaborate together. It's true. You're right. Yeah. And 
I'm so glad they did this before R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. And I grew up listening to them. Yeah. I know I'm like sharing you all these like singer songwriter songs. I want all of this. But this is why I am a vocalist. That No, like I want all. Y'all don't have like, y'all can't see in the studio. But like when this song came on, like Jennifer left the studio. She just was <laughs> in her entire own cocooned world. Okay, I was singing like in alone. karaoke in my brain. <laughs> she was just all the riffs, making all, all the of runs. it happen. Absolutely. No, but no, I want all of this because... It is amazing. Like I said, like this was 98. That's the other thing. Like we don't have like, like I feel like just soundtracks aren't what they used to be like as a whole, like this, this era of soundtracks that would come out and just galvanize everywhere. I, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you're right. You don't see uh, the collaborations among women uh, that you, you know, you just don't see that as mm-hmm. much as you like. I'm even thinking, you know, very crudely of like most recently there's like, there was like, um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B are on this song together yeah. and there was just like like a lot of speculation like oh they didn't want each other on the song and there was and they both came out like no like it was fine like we we quit trying to make us against each right. other like pit, pit, pit us against one another in this and so uh, and so it's just kind of interesting and fascinating uh the the absence of those all female or all women collaborations that you don't see too often so when i did my la show i did the hotel cafe and i had two openers for me and i decided i wanted it to be all female nice and then one of my friends was like wow i can't believe you're actually having an all-female lineup Mm. usually it'd be like dudes yeah opening for the girl or vice versa sure sure um but i wanted it to be a powerful night yeah of like amazing artists yeah yeah yeah. and we are female and Mm -hmm. the future is female absolutely there it is i just i'm just i just want to be somewhere involved in the future with uh you are because you're giving us like a platform to share our music and tell our story so i i thank you for that absolutely absolutely i just i i see where the talent is and I just want to highlight it. Um, yeah, keeping this thing along, what you also have oftentimes in a um, in a set is you, like sometimes like you'll do music that is like a cover, you know? Like it might not even, it's not your song, but like it speaks to you or you you heard it and just like, I could, you know, I kind of want to put my own spin on it or I would like to put this in front of people. And um, so kind of what this makes me ask the artist a lot of times on the set list is two questions. One, talk to me about which artists might be your most profound musical influence. Mm. Like someone who, when you think about an artist, you're just like, you know what? This artist is, you know, a lot of things influence me, but like, I would have to say that this person is the one where like, man, I, I think they're, in large part, like responsible for like how I go approach music. Mm, how I approach music, like undeniably, it's Indiari. Wow, undeniably, nice. nice. So I know it's not a question, but my favorite album I always say is Voyage to India, mm-hmm. and it's just a storytelling album, and it she brings a lot of peace in people. Mm-hmm. But I can, she's so vulnerable, and. Awesome. I think she's somebody who, if I were to meet her in person, she'd be the same, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's no question about that. And, um, she has the ability to do all those like vocal acrobatics, but she knows where exactly to place them. Picks her and spots. She, yeah. And she knows exactly where to like, just hit people in the heart. Talk to me about which, which song off Voyage to India. 
sticks out to you? Um, I always like to share good man. Mm, let's play a little bit of that. You were a blessing. There was no guessing. You were the one. Love was so crazy. We had a baby and said our vows. That's when you told me should anything happen. I can hear you now. You told me if the sun comes up. Man. Man, 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 man. It's so, so, so incredible. Like what I what I love about um India, a couple things, but most profoundly about that particular album is like it it's the follow-up to her debut record which got all the acclaim you know all the grammy nominations i think like a record eight or ten or something like that and she didn't win any but like to see her come back with such a powerful follow-up record um i was super impressed i was mm-hmm. super impressed by it just um not like letting that attack you know attached our spirit in a way for sure and um and then um a friend of mine uh guy talented pj morton co-wrote uh interested the last song yes. of the record or whatever and so um yeah it's such a all of those things that you said and that's the thing though if she didn't win a grammy for those i'm like who needs a grammy though? right <laughs> Absolutely. because she is like changing lives mm. and healing so many people and like bring so much comfort and that's the thing like we get so hung up on trying to get affirmation in different places but there is no affirmation like having someone thank you for being there for them absolutely and even if if that's just through music and random fact is i got to see ndre when i was in la perform watching her perform and that's where i saw shantae khan for the first time and then when i moved to but the thing is i became a fan of shantae because of that yeah and you know she Ndiari gave her a moment to like sing and like yes. I think that's also amazing that yes. she does that yes. and then I come here and you're friends with her you be working with her <laughs> and I was like oh my god <laughs> yes yes and so Ndiari started following me on Instagram right oh shoot and I was like well what's going on and the thing is I thought I didn't know if she really like knew I existed but she followed me but no, when Broke real. came out yeah that's when she showed me love oh see she was like oh like congratulations and like dope like she's she liked this like the single of bro yeah, the yeah, video yeah. and i was like i don't care who doesn't like it, she likes it. <laughs> and I'm i was gonna freaking go out die real literally, quick <laughs> no literally. yeah we jen um all all of those wonderful things all together i love to see just great people coming together um shantae yes has been on the set list before we did the first spins off of her first album uh we'll, we'll be talking to her again soon off of this most recent project but um yeah she definitely showed love to her and then i don't know if you um uh uh met Amitria doc who is the other uh background vocalist as well here in atlanta amazing vocal coach for amazing people amazing artists and um but yeah all of those things that you said like we are oftentimes wrapped up in affirmation and congratulations from outside sources. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to someone and they're just like, yo, like you, this song was a source of healing for me. Like this song touched me in this way. Like um, there's no dollar amount that can be attached to that. Like it's just amazing to, to, to know that you are a vessel for that type of power to come through mm-hmm. and and no that's that's beautiful that's an awesome story and and yeah i think it's safe to say that you and india are best best friends yeah now. pretty like, much that's, that's how that works i can't wait to see her today <laughs> some coffee she's clearly your emergency <laughs> contact i completely get that but um but no um 
you though we talked about this a little bit before and just to kind of break out a little bit more of your story you um definitely have this kind of have a large youtube following um and then you've you've kind of been you know just for a little bit of time you did something with the voice for a little bit as well too um and a lot of people have gotten to know you in a lot of various uh platforms and avenues but one such thing is you yourself have done a lot of covers as well like online what's one of the covers that sticks out to you or you were just like i either had a lot of fun doing this or i got a great response with this Mm -hmm. or you're just like man i really enjoyed kind of filtering that song or covering that song and it could be something that's uh online or it could be something that even you incorporate in your live sets even now actually one of my favorite covers that i did was um, a One Republic song, Secrets. Mm. And I did this in like an apartment that I lived in maybe my third year of college. And we have like our friend playing guitar and our other friend, I don't know if it's a cajon, but he's playing drums. The djembe? Yeah, he's playing the djembe. And I don't even know how old I was when I did that. Okay, it was third year in college. But anyway, I covered that. It was very raw, like no, nothing cool. I, I don't even know what mic I used. It, it was either the snowball or it was just off my laptop. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that got a de- like a decent response and uh, I'm just saying it out. So uh, almost 600,000 views. I think that's pretty decent right there. It's pretty amazing. We're going to we're going to play a little bit okay. of that secrets. Uh, One Republic cover, yeah. Jennifer Chung. It's kind of boring. It's something that I can't confess. Till all my sleeves are stained red. From all the truth that I've said. Come by it honestly, I swear. Thought you saw me wink. No, I've been on the brink. So tell me what you want to hear. Something that will Jennifer Chung. Memories, man. Memories. Out here, killing it. Secrets. I'm like, yes, like super, super dope. And that was so many years ago and still amazing. So many years. (laughs) And that's, I think that's also why I was able to, you know, create an audience for myself is because when there were no standards, (laughs) you literally could do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I just made very raw live singing videos. And nowadays people go through the trouble of, recording vocals first in the booth Mm -hmm. and then making a video around it, which I've done, Mm -hmm. but there's really nothing like just getting a live take and having a great time with friends creating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's super dope because I think like 
um, you could you can see like when you look in the when you when you look in the video, you can see like the um, like it it just looks like hey, we're just gonna shoot this, we're just gonna do this, you know what I mean? It's not incredibly polished it's not shot on like mm -mm. In, in a terrible lighting in the like freaking living room Absolutely. with like my five roommates <laughs> like probably staring at us while we're recording yeah but i mean it's so it's just super dope because i think like yeah i mean clearly jules saw this and that's how he fell in love with you like that, that's how that worked <laughs> um it goes without saying but um but no i just it, it was super super dope and even now, like you're still getting comments on it. Like <laughs> kind of look at it and it's like, and that's why I love YouTube. Yeah. It's cause it's a yearbook for me. I can right, look back and be right. like, Oh, who was I dating at that time? <laughs> who was I singing about? Absolutely. Um, and also like people can stumble upon it randomly. Mm -hmm. So to them, a video that I made 10 years ago, is their first time seeing it. Yeah. And like, it's, it's cool though. Cause that's how you find fall into the tunnel and see how people have grown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely plenty of, uh, wormholes to go through <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to YouTube, man. Well, uh, this has been so great. We are approaching the end of the set and the end of the set list. And at the end of the set is where you kind of close out the album, close out the, the, the performance mm -hmm. itself. And you oftentimes, uh, want to do that with, um, something that's strong, something that's powerful and something that kind of resonates with the listener. And uh, it makes me think of um, how you kind of ended this project here after all, uh, the mini EP, mini album uh, after all, which uh, this came out, just to be clear, this came out, was it uh, late October, mid-October? It was mid-October. Mid I believe it was October 13th because it was Friday the 13th. And uh, people were like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Very I know sure. Jesus. Very sure. <laughs> Very sure. <laughs> Jesus told me to. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, but um, I think that, uh, so it's been out for uh, for a little bit of time, almost like a month and a half. But I'm telling you, like, one, that's the good thing with, like, one of the things about music in this day and age is that, like, whenever it gets to you it's a new it's a it's mm -hmm. a new music you know what i mean and so and maybe uh, that music isn't for you right now absolutely maybe you need to go through something absolutely absolutely and i and i just talked to you about how you know i'm i'm seasonal so like i there's some records i'm like i will check back on that mm -hmm. in december or yeah. like you know or that feels like spring or summertime to me or whatever but um, but right here, uh, Jennifer Chung is all seasons all the time. Okay. <laughs> this will take you through, uh, you finish this record with a really, really dope song called after all, um, parentheses these years. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it and then I'm gonna have you talk to us about it.
after all these years. Yes. yes. I can't <laughs> believe you're here after all these years, man. It's so, man. Okay, so this is me being all super uh, analytical. But, like, I also, I also listened to this, and I also felt like, wow, you can definitely put it in a, uh, you know, relationship setting, mm-hmm. right, clearly. Um, you know, kind of professing to someone just that they've, you know, been there for you this, you know, through the ups and downs and through all after all this. Um, but I also felt like, you know, it could kind of serve as a message to like supporters of yours who've just kind of been with you through all of these changes, people who encountered you eight years ago or whatever, singing secrets or whatever, Mm -hmm. or people who are just discovering you, you know, wherever if you, you know, if they found out about you in Korea or in the Bay area or LA or Irvine or Atlanta, whatever, just, I just, just almost, it served as almost like this. Thank you to like your, your, your fans and your supporters and people who regardless of how much time goes by in between projects or anything, they check, they're just like, I'm here for you, (laughs) you know? And that's why I needed to write the song. Actually, um, if you look at the credits, it was co-written with another friend of ours named Jonathan Choi. Actually, he played the guitar riff for the the chorus. Okay. And this was like months before I started working with Sam. Okay. We just had like a writing session. Mm -hmm. And that's literally all we did was, I can't believe you're here after all of these years. Mm-hmm. Right? You hear like, that, folks? It's live. <laughs> it's live here. I just okay. Kept you see that what's <laughs> happening? Okay. I didn't push any buttons. No. There's no 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 funny voice, auto tune, nothing. This is this is really happening here. She's live and in the flesh. Anyway. Like I, I was looking through my Facebook fan page that I've had now for a few years, and I was just like, wow, these people are still riding with me. Yeah. You know, even like friends you've known for a long time, they're kinda like Okay, Jen, whatever you're doing. (laughs) But like these people that I don't even know, they've been sticking with me and just asking me like, when are you going to come out with something next? Like, I can't wait to see what you're creating. And it was literally like, I can't believe you're here after all these years. After all these years of me just like abandoning you and all this (laughs) stuff. And that's why there's that line that goes out of hurt and not from you. I have said some terrible things. Wow. Whether it's like they don't support me anymore or, oh, I just don't like doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, but that could also apply to like the relationships that I have. Absolutely. Whether it's with my husband or with my mom and mm-hmm. my brother, like just saying things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with God, right? Sure. Um, you forgave and showed me grace, a gift that I could never, that, that, ha- that I had never received. Absolutely. You know? And there's no no grace like the one that God gives us. And, yeah. Um, it was just a huge thank you song. And that's why I had to end it with After All mm-hmm. These Years. Mm-hmm. Um, just so people can end it feeling more at peace. Yeah. yeah and because yeah. even if you don't know where you belong. Yeah. Even if like you're lost. Mm-hmm. There are people with you and there's God with you. Absolutely. Man, that's so, so true and so effective and powerful. And I think honestly, for me, it, it, it resonated as well as when we talk about those uh, those beginning songs that I was saying, like you kind of are like, you know, um, kind of searching for a home or searching for a place to be settled in. And like when you, by the time you get to after all these years and you're just like, yeah, no, you're still here. Like you're like, God, you're still here. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, your loved ones, your significant other, your spouse, you're still here. Friends and family, you're still here, whatever it is. And that to me is like its own, own kind of interesting way of, um, 
kind of cobbling together community and home from all of these places. And like you said, online, a lot of terrible things happen. A lot of terrible things occur there, but also a lot of beautiful things happen yeah, there. Yeah, people can band together mm-hmm. and make a huge difference. And um, for the production of After All, it starts with the guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's to go back to what I know a lot of people like familiarize with me with. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a homage to that, but also bringing it back to some like groovy tones. Yeah. Honestly, I hope that y'all use it in your weddings or family yeah, reunions. Yeah, like yeah. I want it to be a song that people can just like feel good to. Absolutely. Figure out how to wobble to it. Like yeah. that's just, that's basically <laughs> what we're trying to say here. Um, but no, it's such a beautiful way to end this amazing project. And I almost feel weird jumping back to this. I went out of order, but like if you had to think mm-hmm. about a, a ending song for yourself or, or a song that ends an album for you, that mm-hmm. was like, man, that's powerful. Like you get to an end of an, uh, of the album and you either think one i feel satisfied or two you feel like man it makes me want to listen to it all over again mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what's a powerful closing song for you that sticks out in your mind that um you know resonates with you when you think about a uh, 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 closer to the set so this is kind of a downer okay let's, but it's let's... like a very peaceful downer yes um another influence for me as a human being um, is Brooke Frazier. Mm. So Brooke Frazier is known to write a lot of songs for Hillsong, mm. but she actually was signed as like a mainstream artist first. Okay. And to see her career navigating the secular music and the Christian music, I applaud her for that because I don't think a lot of people could do it. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a song off of her album, Albertine, and the very last song is called Him, H-Y-M-N. Mm. And there's a line uh, that she says, um, a few times is till I only dwell in thee. Mm. And I actually have that tattoo that I mm. got in 2011. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't realize that I have it, even though it's like right on my wrist. <laughs> um, um, but it's a reminder to me that until I, till I only dwell in thee realistically as a sinner and like as a human being on this earth, I get distracted and I'm not always focused on God. Like mm. that's being real. Mm. And the only time that I'll completely be engulfed in God and Christ and, um, only dwell in thee will be when I'm in heaven. Yeah. So whenever there's like dissatisfaction in this world, like another quote, like with C.S. Lewis is like, till I find in myself desires, nothing in this world can sanctify. Oh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can only conclude I was, I wasn't meant for here. Absolutely. So it's just a reminder, like you're not supposed to be satisfied here right. until I'm in heaven yeah. or like until, and I'm not going to be a completely whole soul mm-hmm. until this life is over yeah so it's kind of depressing but i find it as like a strength for me absolutely we're gonna play a little bit of that here this is uh brooke frazier albertine the song him Scattered. If I sail to 
that was Brooke Fraser. Him, um, I think, you know, I think he set it up properly. That like it definitely is. Um, it's there's part there's things that feel like a downer, sad, but there's also a way to find hope in in what she is saying and what she's articulating. Ultimately, the message is hopeful, um, but it's 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 certainly like it's beautiful in in such a such a powerful and profound way. And we were talking kind of in the interim that just like it makes me want to listen to the rest of the project yeah, and it's, you know? it has to be a bold choice to end it with a sad song like that absolutely. or just like a peaceful song like mm-hmm. what is the message that she's trying to leave with everyone absolutely yeah yeah man jennifer chunk so tell us tell the fourth listeners um what's next for you i know that you you have like some video work that's been uh, kind of a series, I guess, every Wednesday coming up. What, mm-hmm. What's going on with that? So on my YouTube channel, I've been really getting back into the groove. Mm-hmm. So every Wednesday, I've been making effort to upload content. It's just, you know, it could be as little as vlogs that I'm just creating or like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs that I'm performing or covers that I'm doing. I'm performing a lot more. Um, if you go to jenniferchung.com, I uh, try to be good about putting on when I'm doing shows. But all my social media is Jennifer J. Chung. And look out for Watts. We are the songs. Yes. We're doing projects together. And um, it's just been good getting back into it. And I think there was a part of me that thought if I wasn't going at it like fast, then I wasn't doing it right. Mm. But it's not a race. It's a marathon. So Absolutely. sometimes you have to take breaks and sometimes you need to encourage others while you're, you know, reevaluating what you're up to and what your next stride is going to be. And I'm happy to continue on. Absolutely. And speaking on behalf of Fourth District, family, crew, all of that, that we are here to support you, here to support uh, Watts, the Watts are here to support everything that you guys are about. So um, anything that we can do, we definitely are about that. And this is just one small step in, in letting our people know about what you have going on. Please hit up Jennifer Chung uh, on Twitter, on the Instagrams, on the Facebook fan pages. Um, that is... Uh, is it Jennifer J. Chung? That's right. Okay. All the handles. And um, yeah. And uh, man, we're just super excited. We'll This will continue to be in rotation. Thank and we you. will look forward to everything else that you have going on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So yes, this was another episode of The Set List. This was Jennifer Chung. Please go pick up the album, the mini album, uh, After All. Uh, you can go to her website to get physical copies. You absolutely can go to iTunes and Amazon Play and all the other place that great music is. You can stream it, but why not just get your own copy and then also stream it? Like I just say, like double up, like why not do both? So, um, but no, this is another episode of the set list. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. You've changed a thousand times. <laughs> you will a thousand more. No matter who you Blood boils in the pot of contempt It gets hard to forget all the things that were said It drives us all to the edge Break down these bent dark clouds overhead But is it fair?